Good morning. Well, that was that was okay. You're all having a great time talking to each other and just connecting. Uh, if there's someone here you haven't met yet, I hope that you can get to know them later in the service. And for those of you who have not been here in the last few weeks, we've been changing it up a little. And it's up to the Lord to see if we continue doing it that way. But we will have opportunity to have some small group gatherings during service, getting to know each other, talk about the Word of God, talk about how your week has been, and hopefully make good plans for the upcoming week. So we're glad that we're able to do some things more connected. So let's just open with a word of prayer. And why don't you stand with me if you can, and let's just give God the glory, shall we? Heavenly Father, you are good. You are truly the only who is good. But because of your goodness, your righteousness, we are able to live as children of you, the Father. And we're able to walk in goodness. We are able to be righteous because you are righteous. And Lord, we're so thankful for your peace, your joy, the hope that we have in you, that it brings us uh, just a blessing each and every day as we walk with you. We give you thanks and praise for that. And now, Lord, we just open our hearts to you. Uh, Do a work in our hearts, we pray, as we uh, trust in you and your word, as we worship together and celebrate love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you haven't had an opportunity to grab one of our new new, uh, tumblers, is that what they call those coffee mug things? It's got our new name on it, uh, getting kind of exciting. The sign is in production. I've had some pictures. They're working on the electronics, and we'll soon have a sign delivered. So we're excited about what God is doing in our midst. How many of you like to dance? Anybody like to dance? Wow. Wow, you heathens. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing. Uh, I, I don't like to dance probably because I'm terrible at it. You know, I, I, I'm just not sure what that is. But this is a song that I give you permission to dance in. How about that? Oh boy. Now, you might have to make some space. You might have to get in the aisle. Uh, I don't know if anybody has those ribbons that some churches like to do. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm, I'm not necessarily encouraging that. I'm a pretty reserved guy. So, But everything we do, everything we say, should be giving glory to God. Well, this is just a fun way of singing about that. <clears throat> so let's do that together. You know the song, Every Move I Make. Gotta stand to move. Every move I make, I make in you. You make me move, Jesus. Every breath I take, I breathe in you. Every step I take, I take in you. You are my way, Jesus. Every breath I take, I breathe in you. I make, I make in you. You make me move, Jesus. Every breath I take, I breathe in you. Every step I take, I take in you. You are my way, Jesus. Every breath I take, I breathe in you. Waves of mercy, waves of grace. Everywhere I look, I see your face, your love has captured me. Every move 
some dancing all right yeah i didn't hear any woohoos i'm a little disappointed in the woohoos that's all right well at home they had no inhibitions nobody around to watch and people in their living rooms they're they're twisting ankles and throwing hips out so all of us were just trying to be careful you know i hope they got the blood flowing a little bit It's hard to figure life out sometimes, right? We're like, why are we here? I mean, what's the point? And, and when you start going deep into those thoughts, which thankfully I started doing that when I was a kid. <laughs> I know, I'm weird. And I started wondering, what's it all about? Why are we here? And thankfully, I, I had a family that knew the Lord, and I found truth. And then I, I thought, why are they brainwashing me? Uh, do they know what they're doing? But I had an experience beyond my knowledge that was impacted by the Holy Spirit. And I knew him. I just didn't know about him. And I found out as life goes on, it's actually kind of easy to live life when we figure out it's not about me. It's about him. I've never been more joy-filled than when I do something for the King of Kings. I've never had more peace than when I do what he asks rather than my own way. This song <clears throat> is about building his kingdom here. Are you ready to do that for him? Well, it's still kind of up-tempo. I'm not slowing it down too much, so don't get too relaxed. We can, we can still dance a little if you want. So let's do this thing for him, shall we? Come set your rule and reign In our hearts again Increase in us, we pray Unveil while we're made Come set 
Our hearts ablaze with hope Like wildfire in our very souls Holy Spirit, come invade us now We are your church We need your power kingdom first we hunger and we thirst refuse to waste our lives for your heart joy and prize to see the captives hearts release the hurt the sick the poor at peace we lay down our lives for heaven's cause we are your church desire to see your will done in our lives, in our church, in our community, Lord. And we're just thankful that we can be a part of what you're doing as you lead us by your Holy Spirit. Lord, we need you. We need you to be effective. We need you to truly love, uh, to truly uh, commit to the things you've called us each to. And I pray, God, that you continue to lead us by your Holy Spirit. We give you thanks for that. And Lord, now as we prepare for the giving opportunity, 
that we always want to just make that opportunity spe specific and, and significant. It's, it's because of the giving opportunities of your children that we're able to accomplish your will. Um, and I pray a blessing on each and every one that's able to give. Uh, whether it's just small amounts, you know, whatever it might be, or the larger quantities, Lord, you know how each has sacrificed to make this possible through the tithes and the offerings of your people. We just pray a blessing on each and every one. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You're welcome to give as we continue to worship here at the offering plates up front, online, however you choose. So God bless you as you give. pieces broken and scattered in mercy gathered banded and whole empty handed but not forsaken I've been set free I've been set free amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Oh, I once was lost, but now I am found. Was blind, but now I see. Oh, I can see you now. Oh, I can see the love in your Laying yourself down Raising up the broken to life You take our failure You take our weakness you set your treasure in jars of clay. So take this part, Lord, I'll be your vessel, the world to see your life in me. Oh, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Oh, I once was lost, but now I am found. Was blind, but now I see. Oh, I can see you now. Oh, I can see the love in your eyes. Laying yourself down. Raising up the broken to life I can see you now I can see the love in your eyes laying yourself down 
Raising up the broken to life Oh, oh, oh Oh, oh, oh Saved a wretch like me I once was lost But now I am found Was blind but now I see Oh I can see you now Oh I can see the love in your eyes Raising up the broken to life Oh, I can see you now Oh, I can see the love in your eyes Running yourself down Raising up the broken to life amazing grace it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here I am Humbled by your majesty Covered by your grace so free Here I am Knowing I'm a sinful man Covered by the blood of the Lamb Now I found The greatest love of all Is mine Since you laid down your life The greatest sacrifice Majesty Majesty, your grace has found me just as I am, empty-handed but alive in your hands. Here I am, humbled by the love that you give. Forgiven so that I can forgive Here I stand Knowing that 
sanctified by glory and fire. Now I found the greatest love of all is mine. Since you lay down your life, the greatest sacrifice. Majesty. Just as I am, empty-handed but alive in your hands, majesty, majesty, forever I am changed by your love. In the presence of your majesty, majesty. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Savior, I know for sure, all of my days are held in your hand, crafted into your perfect plan. You gently call me into your presence, guiding me by. Your Holy Spirit, teach me, dear Lord, to live all of my life through your eyes. I'm captured by your holy calling, set me apart, I know you're drawing me to yourself. Lead me, Lord, I pray. Take me, mold me, use me, fill me. I give my life to the potter's hand. Beside me, I give my life to the 
potter's hand. Beautiful Lord, wonderful Savior, I know for sure all of my days are held in your hand, crafted into your perfect plan. You gently call me into your presence, guiding me by your Holy Spirit. Teach me, dear Lord, to live all of my life through Your holy calling set me apart. I know you're drawing me to yourself. Lead me, Lord, I pray. Take me, mold me. you, Lord. Pray, God, that you would just move in our hearts right now, God. And Lord, as you desire to do with us, as you will, God, to draw us closer and make us, Lord, who we are, Lord, as you mold us and you shape us, Lord. We pray, God. Pray, Lord, that you would give us a spirit of uh, of boldness lord as we share 
with those around us, those who need you, Jesus. We thank you for that, God. Pray that you would just pour out your spirit upon us, Lord. As we lean into you, God, teach us, Lord, let our hearts be receptive to what you would have for us, God. Pray, God, that you would just pour out your spirit upon this community, God. That they can see great things, that they can just be expecting great things, Lord. And recognize that and give you the glory for those things, Lord. And whatever you choose, however you choose to use us, Lord, we are your vessels, Lord. However you would do that, God. Lord, we pray for the needs here, Lord, that's within, that's represented within this church, here in the sanctuary, and those online sharing, God. We pray that you would minister to those needs right now. Whatever they may be, God, we pray. We thank you, God. We thank you for that, Lord. Now, Lord, I just pray that you would minister with the rest of this service and however it goes throughout this day, Lord. And Lord, let us just touch somebody this week for you, God. We pray, God, in your wonderful name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, guys, for being here this morning. Worshiping God. We thank you for that today. Hope it's a great day for you. Just a few things here we got in your bulletin. I hope everybody's got your bulletin there. Um, take time to read it. I'll go over a couple of things. And the first thing I wanted to mention was we, is an update on Dinner Church. Okay? We're no longer going to be calling it Dinner Church. It's going to be called New Life Dinner. We're pretty excited about that. Just kind of a, stepping it out there that we're going to be able to touch this community to reach those people, those individuals that are de-churched or unchurched. For whatever reason, they just don't feel like they would really want to come into the church here. But we're going to be in a neutral spot where we can introduce them, show them the love of Jesus, and we can reach them. That's the whole goal behind all that. And if you want to get involved, come talk to me. A lot of times, what I mean by involved is come and eat a meal and just sit with some of the people. Nobody's really expecting you to dive in and, and share with them about, you know, um, some theological discussion and, and being correct or right. We get everybody from, you know, from those who have gone to church forever to somebody who's just coming in wanting, wanting a meal. But they need the love of Jesus. And that's why we want to do that, why we step out to do that. So think about it. If you're interested, come talk to me about that. Uh, another thing, there's some donations that are needed for the High Point Kids Store. Look, High Point, we got a lot of good things on Wednesdays right after school. A bunch of kids coming in, enjoying themselves. They earn some incentives. They get a little bit of uh, um, some items. You know, we've got about 22 kids coming in. They're, you know, they're a take there. You know, it's, it's, it's a happening ministry that's going on there. So if you can give something, that would be great. There's a board meeting this Tuesday at 6.30 for, on the board. board uh, this Tuesday, February 21st on 6.30. Um, Outcast Youth Bowling on Saturday, 20, February 25th. Next Saturday, 3 p.m. at Joe and D's. 
And so the youth group's going to cover one game. Bring your own money for more games and snacks and video games. So the winter, winter retreat is uh, two weeks from now. See Levi on that. And we got the Sunday school class, women's study class, starting uh, March 5th. If you want to get some information on that, see Ann Engel on that. Next week, National Women's Ministry Day. Women are going to lead the service. So, all right. All right, so at this time, I'd like to excuse the kids to uh, Children's Church downstairs with uh, Miss MJ. I hope you kids have fun, and we'll see you then. So, Pastor? Thank you, Pastor Doug. You know, with all the craziness going on in the world, I, I, my mind kind of goes in places it probably shouldn't go. It reminds me of, before we moved here, I was a, a Rotarian, and my good friend who work, worked with insurance that worked at the local bank, his name was Dave, and we were sitting there at the Rotary meeting, and our president told the women they could go first. And I told Dave, I said, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a little bit like, a little bit like a woman today. And, and he looked at me, and then he busted out laughing, and he was like, that's good, but we should do it. And I thought, well, I don't know. That might become like Clark, South Dakota gossip, like chain. I might make the front page newspaper or something. So, uh, you know, isn't it funny? You know, it's Women's Day next week. What is that? What is a woman? You know, I, it's a crazy world. It's a crazy world. Uh, but I think we understand uh, the women of our church and the, the importance of their ministry. And for those that are confused about their gender, I pray for you. I really do. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a lie of the enemy to confuse people about who they are. And, and I hope that you understand, even though I make fun, at the same time I'm heartbroken because of what this world has become. Isn't it, isn't it a tragedy that we can't even figure out, figure out some of the most basic principles that God has given uh, that's that's a side note, and I'm going to get get on with our service. And those of you who've been here, you know what's coming. I would like for you to break up into small groups. Some of you know who you are. I would love it if it was four people or less. Now, two makes it hard to be considered a group, right? So three or four people would be awesome. So if you got to move to make it happen, do that right now. Go ahead and start finding a place where you can be with somebody. And someone you don't know well would be awesome. Get to know somebody new. Those of you who like to sit with your own family, stop it. You know each other. It's time to meet somebody else. So go ahead, make your movements. Everybody's just sitting there. I don't know about you online. I suppose you can't really go to the next door neighbor. Mm, well, maybe you could. You know, hey, that's an idea. Uh, maybe that's what we should be doing, encouraging our online folks to take their device over to the neighbors and have church. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, then you could have your small groups and have your talks about things. All right, we're moving, we're moving. Ah, I like to see it. That's good. That's good. I realize sometimes groups are going to be more because of husband, wife, couples, and singles, and all of that great stuff. Okay, you're doing well. Good job. I like it. We've only got 
one really naughty group and a couple not-so-great naughty groups. You know, we have one group of six, two of five. I don't know. Is there a way we can spread those people out, make them split? What do you all think? Everybody vote. How many think it should be four or less? Vote. How many think five is okay? How many don't care? Just leave me alone. <laughs> all right, I'll let you guys be the, de- the, the organizers of your group, and you guys deal with that. Okay, 10-minute countdown will soon begin, and here's what you need to know. And I'm going to ask the soundboard, uh, once we get it started, remember to mute me so I could talk to our online group because they don't know the questions. Okay, so you're going to talk about last week's message first, okay? Everybody's listening? Trust in the Lord. Okay, so Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, some of you have it memorized. If you want to just quote it, that's fine. Talk about the verse, the main verse, and then talk about the illustration, the Ziploc bag with the water and the pencils. If you weren't here, you don't know what I'm talking about. Go ahead and talk about that. And talk about how you can trust in the Lord. Go ahead and begin the countdown, and then I'll chime in for the next question soon. Those are
All right. Hopefully you've been able to get through the verse. You've been able to get through the Ziploc bag, water, pencil, illustration. And you're on discussion about how you were able to trust in the Lord last week. If you've gotten through all of that, then please take time to pray for each other. Maybe you have a need or someone in your group does. Take some time in the last couple minutes to pray for each other if you have time. Got about 20 seconds left to wrap up your meeting with your small group.
All right. Thank you so much for participating in that group discussion today and for praying for each other. I'm going to call your attention back up here again, and I'll share another short message, and we'll have another opportunity to talk about what I share and hopefully have a plan for how we can apply uh, what God's Word is for us today. Uh, Before I get into that, um, just to verify or, or address the title, Uh, It's called Dressed for Success, and I base that title upon the idea of what this next verse is referring to, and it's our text. It's Colossians chapter 3, verse 7 through 14, and I'll also read verse 17. It's speaking of the things of the past, things of which the people had been involved with, idolatry, Uh, sexual sins, you know, a a whole list of things that is being addressed. And and God's word is saying at this point in the conversation, verse 7, these you too once walked. This is your past. This is where you've come from is what what is being said. When you were living in them. But now you must put them all away. you don't want to wear the same clothes over and over and over, and they're dirty, and you've got to get them in the wash, right? Unless you're maybe a 12-year-old boy or something. I don't know what it is about that age and the boys, but it's something strange. Amen? Anybody agree? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm sure there's a syndrome for that. Okay. So you want to take these old things off, is what's being said here. But now you must put them all away. And then it begins to describe some of those things. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Those things don't represent Christ. Why do you keep doing them is is the question that can be asked. Here there is not Greek, Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Amen? We, We don't worry about our skin color. We don't worry about our culture of which we've come. We don't worry about the things that our community thinks is important or not important as far as it goes with the scales or the the levels of civility in life. You're one of the unimportant people or you're one of the important people. There is no such thing. We're all in Christ together. Amen. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. Kindness, humility, meekness, patience. Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, sue them. Oh, no, rats. I thought that one was going to be in there. No, apparently, we're not supposed to sue each other either. Bearing with one another, if one has a complaint against another, forgiving. Well, there's, there's an interesting thing, right? As the Lord has forgiven you. Okay. So you must forgive. 
Above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. How is it possible to have such a diverse group of people from so many different cultural backgrounds and so many different complexions and actually get along? I mean, we're supposed to hate each other. We're supposed to be uh, bigoted. We're supposed to be proud and mean. and uh, That's the world speaking, isn't it? Guess what? You and I are the same. We are all created by God with a purpose. And through Christ who is in me and through Christ who is in you, we are brother and sister. Hallelujah. We are on the same team. We're on the same family. We are all here together. Verse 17 kind of wraps up the thought. I skipped ahead. It says, And whatever you do in word or deed, you might remember that fun song in the beginning, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's a, oh, what a great verse. All right, who wants to demonstrate it for me? (laughs) I'll say it this way. Who wants to volunteer for the illustration today? Tori. Tori has been volunteered. Come on up, Tori. Come on up. You're a brave girl. Come on, come on. We'll do it like the price is right. No, that's not. Come on down. You're the next contestant on The Price is... Yeah. You can do it. Come on. It's easy. I promise. It's easy. I promise you won't get wet. I promise you won't get wet. Okay. So you just have to stand here because you're a very talented young girl. That's why. Okay. Hold on. I got something. I'll be right back. A very non-threatening balloon. Okay. So, all you need to do is demonstrate everything I just read. Now, the question is, how do I demonstrate that? Right? So, you're going to demonstrate it by not letting the balloon fall to the ground, but you have to keep it bumping. Keep it in the air. No, I wouldn't use sharp fingernails if you have those. (laughs) You might want to use soft fingertips. There you go. Ooh, yeah, that's very good. So, um, let me see. She's very good at that. So what she is doing is she's showing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, anger, oh, wrath. Whoa, we want to be careful of those patience, kindness. That's where we're at. Faithfulness, heart, heart. Oh, oh, that's too bad. Too bad. You lose. Well, let's give you another chance. You know, forgiveness, grace, mercy, right? Yeah, where were we? Um, Let's see. Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are all good things. See how she's moving away from me? You see that? (laughs) Forgiveness. Oops, oh, oh, oh. That was bitterness right there. Uh Uh-oh. Jump, jump, jump. Oh, that was unforgiveness. Selfishness is coming around the corner. Oh, watch out, watch out. Whoa, whoo, just in the nick of time. Oh, let's see. That was selfishness again. Oh, my goodness. Corruption. Bam. Oh, you lose. I win. You know what? I got a better way to do this. Come back up here. You can leave the balloon right there if you like. 
I'll be right back. Okay, same thing. Here's, you can hold on to that. All you got to do is keep that thing from hitting the ground. Okay? Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, wrath. Oh, come on. Hard heart. Oh, my goodness, I can't even reach it. It's way up there. Bitterness, unforgiveness. You know, I used to jump 42-inch. What do you call that? Vertical? Yeah, that was big vertical back in the day. Envy. Oh, you know what? There's something different about this balloon. What is it? has helium in it. There's no way I'm going to get that balloon to hit the ground. I mean, we'll just say for the sake of discussion, it's invincible, I can't pop it. It's just, it's indestructible and it's full of helium. It's not going to hit the ground. Because the difference between this balloon, (laughs) this balloon and that balloon, this one's filled with human error. I blew this up with my own breath. This one's filled with the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. And when you try to do all of the things that the fruit of the Spirit speaks of and all the challenges of living for Christ with our own air, eventually it's going to fall. But through the power of God in us, he keeps us floating. He keeps us in the air. And we will be successful as we let him live through us. Thank you, Tori, for helping illustrate that. You did awesome. You can keep the balloon if you want. Do not let that special someone of mine play with that balloon. (laughs) We need to put away the old. The old air has got to be expelled, and the Holy Spirit of God needs to come within. We need to be born again. That's the most obvious point that we must address. If you want to be a good person, you're going to fail. But if you can live through the Lord Jesus Christ who is in you, you can successfully be all of the things of which I have challenged all of us to do. You can have the joy. You can have the peace. You can have the long-suffering. You can be patient. You can be selfless through the, through the Holy Spirit and through Christ who is in you. Uh, We need to, number one, put off the old ways. Matthew chapter 9, verse 16 and and, and verse 17. Let me get my app open real quickly here. Jesus is speaking here, and and he's making a point. He says, No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch tears away from the garment, and a worse tear is made. Now, I'm not one that understands the depths of clothing and patchwork and all of the details therein. But Jesus seems to understand this, and nobody argued the point. He also says, Neither is new wine put into old wine skins. If it is, the skins burst, and the wine is spilled, and the skins are destroyed. But new wine is put into fresh wine skins, and so both are preserved. We must understand, as we put off the old ways... 
We need to take on the new. Amen? We have to understand and know to be dressed for success, to put something on that gives us the ability to be successful, it's the Lord Jesus Christ who is in us that makes it possible. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this wonderful truth. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Now, we are human beings. We make mistakes. We are not invincible. We are not impenetrable by the enemy's attacks unless we do something very, very important. Take up our cross every now and then. No. How often did Jesus say that we must take up the cross? Daily. I wish I could tell you that allowing the Holy Spirit to work through your life is a one-and-done deal. You pray the prayer of salvation, you're born again, you're good, don't worry about it. Just live life now, everything's fine. I would love to tell you that's the case, because that would be so simple. But that's not the case. Are you going to lose your grace? Are you going to lose the mercy and the kindness of God and lose your salvation? Well, that's a debatable point. But I do know this, you will not successfully walk with Jesus if you don't start off your day walking with Jesus. So Jesus said, do it every day. Take up your cross. What is that saying? It says, die to yourself. Take off the old way, put on the new. Every morning. And if you can have the mindset and the intentionality of saying, I will walk with Jesus today, I promise you, you'll be successful. Because the Holy Spirit is in you, has freedom to walk through you and to help through you. You will have wisdom and knowledge and understanding about what you face that's already been prepared in advance because you've given your heart to him and you've given your mind to him and you've intentionally said, I will serve you, Lord. So we must take off the old so that we can put on the new. And that's the second point, put on the new ways. Ephesians chapter 4. Another passage of scripture that's very similar to the one we had for our text. Ephesians 4, verse 17, I'll start there, and I'm going to read quite a few verses. I want you to focus especially on verse 22, 23, and 24. Starting with verse 17, it says, Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their minds. I talked about the crazy world we're living in, the confusion and the enemy's attacks uh, on our young people, our children, our friends, family. Uh, It's a messed up world. Well, that's the futility of the mind that has been given over to a depravity, to an understanding that is not of God, but it's of the enemy himself. It's evil, even. Stop thinking this way. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity, but that is not the way you learned. That's not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth as in Jesus. In other words, why do you keep acting like worldly people when you have Jesus in your heart? 
This isn't what you learned from me. It's not what you learned through the Holy Spirit. This is the world's teaching, and you've got to let it go. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life. Stop thinking this way. Stop letting the world dictate to you how to think. Jesus does it different. What, what does he say about some of those things? Just, just on the side, you know, it, he, he says, pray for your enemies. The world says, hate your enemy, destroy them. I mean, that's fair game. Take them out. We do enough of that with our politics. So how about we stop? How about we love instead? How about we pray instead? Put off your old self. That belongs to your former way of life. It's corrupt. It's deceitful desires to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each, of, each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying stop lying. For we are members of one of, one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Well, there's a thought. You can actually be angry and not sin. Is that possible? Yes. Absolutely possible. Anger is certainly an emotion that's controllable through the power of God. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity for the devil. Let the thief no longer steal. There's a good idea. Well, I'm a stealer. I, I, I take things. I'm a shoplifter. Stop. Just stop doing that. That's not nice, right? <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Some people still remember that message. That's, that's gonna have, I'm going to have to look that one up. Maybe do that one again. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Don't steal anymore. Rather, let him labor. Go and work. Get a job. I mean, that's just way too practical. Come on, we're talking about church stuff here. We're talking about spiritual values. Yeah. Spiritual values is get a job. I'm sorry. That's what the Bible's declaring here. We don't have to take every advantage just because it's available. Do honest work with your own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but only such as good for building up, as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another. There's a really great idea. Hey, be nice. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. There's that forgiveness thing again. So annoying. Come on. We need to take off the old ways. We're, we're speaking of Christians. I don't even really like that term because it's become so watered down and generic. I don't even know what the word Christian means in our society anymore. Believer has value. 
So let's say it accurately. This was written to believers. Born again, spirit-filled believers who were told, stop doing the things that you used to do. You are an intentional, mindful person. You can stop acting worldly. And the scary thing and the sad thing is you have to. God doesn't do it for you. Now, the balloon illustration made it look a little bit too easy because it didn't show all of what it takes to allow the Holy Spirit to lift us up in his strength, in his power, in his might, in his peace, in his joy, in his love. That takes a daily intentional mindset. It takes the full armor of God, which we can certainly go to and have a great message about, so that the wiles of the enemy cannot penetrate, cannot hurt, cannot destroy. Uh, 1 Peter 5, verse 5, it says, Clothe yourselves with humility. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. What does that say? That says, respect those who are in authority over you. Kids, respect your teachers. I don't care if they're a good teacher or not. Respect your parents, your grandparents, your elders. People, Respect the cops. <laughs> really? <laughs> Good cop, bad cop. I don't care. He's an officer of the law. Respect. Let's get a little bit more difficult. Respect the president. That's tough because I don't know if he's all there. And that's hard. But you want to you have some practice at it? How many want practice at learning how to love our president? I'm going to give you some good advice. This might sound bad, but I honestly mean this. Go and just help out at a nursing home. I know that sounds terrible. I'm so sorry. But I am I'm heartbroken over what I see. Because I feel like he's been abused and used by his own party. And my heart goes out to him. My heart breaks for him. I'm not angry at him. I don't like his politics. But the man is a man that God has created with purpose and intentionality that loves very much, just as much as he loves me. You want to know how to pray for someone that's going through those levels of, of difficulty and challenges? How about you take some time to work with someone that's going through it too? And you're going to find out that this is a person I can love. I don't have to agree with their ideas of life to love. Romans chapter 13, verse 14, it says a very similar thing. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Put him on. Every day, put him on. Clothe yourself. Intentional, focused, mindful action. Stop thinking you can just coast through life and whatever happens, happens. Wake up and start your day with an intentional purpose. To love 
and to care for the people that you meet. To do all the things that were illustrated in that balloon that stayed afloat because the enemy can't touch you when you have the right heart and the right mindset. And you do this all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17 says, Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Everything. I want to ask you a very difficult question. You need to answer it to yourself. If you want to talk about it later in your group, you certainly can. But let me ask you this. How much of your life centers around you? That's the question only you can answer. How much of you is about you? How much of it should be? And how much of you should be about others? How much of you should be about him? Well, everything about you should be about him. But as you follow him, he leads you to others. If it's inconvenient, good, you're probably doing it right. If it doesn't match up easily with your agenda, then you're probably on the right track. If it's, sacri- if it's sacrifice, yep, you're, you're getting it. But here's the good news. As you give more of yourself for the sake of Christ, to do all that you do and say for him and the ministry that he's called you to, you will find more joy and more fulfillment. Are you feeling a little bit down? Then start doing something. Are you dealing with depression? Do something for someone else. You don't need more medication. You need more sacrifice. Maybe that's just too real. But let me tell you something. I've never been more fulfilled in my life than when I've done something for someone else and saw the work of God. Transform. Change the heart because of what I said yes to. Not as a pastor, but as a man. You want to find fulfillment? You want to find joy and peace and all of the things that God promises you? Then stop doing things for yourself and start doing something for someone else. I promise you're going to see a change. You want to know what's going to happen when you start doing that? You're going to have an Asbury revival or whatever that college is. What's that revival all about? It's not about a preacher. It's not about a worship leader. You can't find one. They won't let you. They wouldn't let Tucker Carlson go there with his cameras. They said, what's going on here is too pure, too holy, too special. We don't think it's going to help to bring cameras in. So they declined the offer. And, and I was glad to hear that he said, I'm, I'm, that's the... That's probably the, the greatest thing I've ever been declined for. I feel really good about that. And, and our, he worded it different. Now, whether you like Tucker or not, that's, that's fine. You don't have to like him. I just thought it was commendable that they said, no. No, we don't. Even though you're going to do a positive story, we don't want you here. Because God's doing the work, and it's about him. When you start living your life the way this message is portraying, you're going to have your own revival. 
you're going to experience the move of God like you never thought was possible. You're going to be free from the things that you've been trying to get free from because you realize your life's not about you. Ephesians 2, verse 10, we had this in our message last week. We are his workmanship. You are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. He didn't create you just to sit around and be blessed. Lord, send more blessing. Bring it on. Oh, I love that blessing. Bring me more. No. He created you for a purpose, to go do something. What is he wanting you to do? Well, that's between you and him. And he speaks. He speaks to me all the time. I hear his voice. What I'm sharing today was by God's command, by his direction. Sometimes he gives a very specific thing for me to say, and it's not in my notes, and it's because he's speaking to me, and one of you needs to hear it. That may have already happened today, because I believe it happens every day as we're faithful to him. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You need to get off your bottoms and get on your feet and start walking. You want to be successful? Quit waiting for revival to happen and become a part of it. There's nothing stopping you but yourself. Put off the old ways. Put on the new ways, all in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to wrap it up, and then you guys have 10 minutes to share. You must be intentional about your faith. You must choose to take off the old way of life. Put on the new. I I would like to say God will just, boom, make it happen, but you have to say yes and do it yourself. He will give you the strength. He will give you the wisdom. He will give you the authority and the power and the might through his spirit. But you have to say okay and begin to walk in it. Romans 12.2 says, You are not to conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You are a new creation in Christ. But it's up to you to live it out by faith. He doesn't do it for you. Choose his way. And find the success you desire. Lord, thank you for the word. It's challenging. It's simple, but difficult. To take off the old, put on the new. It it would be so much easier, Lord, if you wrote this passage for all the unbelievers. All of the outside of the church body people. But that's not what you did. You wrote it to believers. Believers who were stubborn and refused to change. I think we can relate to that. So Lord, I pray that as we discuss your word, put a plan into action, that this coming week will be supernatural. Divine appointments will be had. Miracles will be performed through the children that are accepting this goal and this challenge today. I pray your anointing to be upon us, that we will dress for success. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys got 10 minutes.
to share together about the message. What did you like most about the message? What does the message show about God? How can I apply the message to my week? You have 10 minutes. Bless you as you share.
40 seconds to wrap it up and we'll close in prayer. All right, thank you all so much for participating in the service once again. I'd like to encourage you just with a few thoughts before I close with prayer. I I don't know if the Lord will continue to lead us to have church this way uh, in the next few weeks, but if he does, uh, that's what we're going to be doing. And I want you to, I want you to witness or, or experience something that we haven't had in church for quite some time. And that is recognizing and knowing that you are the church. The church is not the pastor. It's the people. And so often we have this mindset as we come to a sanctuary with worship and a message that's preached that somehow that's church. Well, it is valuable. There, there's training and even, I suppose you could argue, discipleship that's happening if what is being spoken of is applied. But I want you to realize that you are the church and what you've been doing is a pattern of learning and discipling so that you can become a disciple maker. Every one of you can do what we just did at home. Every one of you can have a gathering in your living room or around your dining room table, if you'd like, and have a neighbor or a friend come over. You can have a scripture verse. You can talk about it, and you can apply it. You can pray for each other and meet again the following week and talk about how did that go for you? What's your testimony? What did did you find successful from last week to this week? And you share together, you have another verse, you pray together, you apply it, you go on, you meet again. And pretty soon you'll find out that disciples making disciples is what the church is all about. Whether we do this continually going forward or not, this is the pattern that God wants you to be doing as a follower of Christ. And I believe that if you ask him, he will give you the names of the people you should be reaching. If you're willing, you'll be coming back with testimonies of those that got saved because of your testimony.
in your prayers. That is the vision God's given. And I believe that we are beginning to see life a little differently. Some of you say, I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. Some of you say, I love it. (laughs) I love talking in small groups. Everybody's different. But I do know this. God is leading us somewhere to reach the lost of our community. They're not likely to come here. Some will, but most of them, you're going to have to go to them. The gates of hell will not prevail. Everybody knows the passage. Everybody's heard it if you've been to church for a few years. But the mental picture is this. Gates don't move. The church is the one moving. Will you take up the challenge? Will you ask God to lead you into places where you can do what you just did to impact someone's life? Someone God's called you for a purpose to do exactly that. Would you stand with me as we close? And I'm going to pray for you that you will dress for success this week and that every day you can start your day with this attitude and the mindset of, Lord, what can I do for you today? Who can I minister to today? How can you lead me by your spirit today? And every day you're going to do that, and you are going to witness a miracle. I believe this with all my heart. Lord God, I pray your anointing to be upon us all, for we need your Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us. You need, we need you, Lord, to help us keep that balloon floating, that the enemy can't knock it down. It's so much easier when your spirit fills us. May it be so. May we be able to walk forward intentionally with a mindset of following you and to doing the work in the ministry you've called us to. I pray your blessing on each and every one of us as we go into our mission field this day and through the week, day by day. Bring us back with testimonies of rejoicing of what you have done, that we just can't wait to get here so we can share it with one another. We just pray this anointing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you go. Have a great week in Christ, and I'm looking forward to hearing some great testimonies.